Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of A Crazy Beautiful Life. My name is Trevor and I am so happy that you once again have chosen to listen and support another episode of my podcast. I appreciate you. I'm happy you are here. I have a story for you. I have been reading the most amazing book recently called What Happened to You? Conversations on Healing, Resilience, and Trauma. Um, it's by Bruce D. Perry and Oprah Winfrey. I'm sure many of you have probably heard about this book. Um, I discovered it this year. My my cousin told me about it. Um, and I was like, okay, okay, let me read it. Literally amazing i had this is like the type of book where you slowly indulge this you take this off in small bites and you like really chew on it because i'm not even that far into it but it just has so much insight and clarity on our trauma and our healing and just everything around those aspects which are all things that I find so absolutely fascinating but back to the story Dr. Bruce D. Perry was telling the story about this family and basically how divorce will always affect you no matter what um Especially as a young, being a young person going through divorce, it has a very challenging effect on you. No matter how healthy your parents went about doing that divorce, it will always have some effect. Because growing up, we tend to see, or at least the majority of us, we tend to see our parents as this figure, this parental piece, this core, non-separatable this team basically one parental unit that's kind of like how we see our parents so a young kid having to deal with divorce can have a lot of negative impacts because just that separation itself is really deeply stored into that child's memory but what also has a negative effect is how soon you bring someone into your life after that how soon another partner is introduced into the situationship or you know the child's life and when we are kids our bodies are almost working harder basically our brain is processing this new world and making notes and catalogs of every person every little thing around us to increase survival all our brain is trying to do is help us survive so suppose you bring this new person into your life they could be the coolest person or maybe the not so coolest person your brain is already creating this personal catalog for this person of their traits everything about them so suppose this person yells at the kid and screams or has some dramatic outburst. This is stored so deeply into that child's brain and their core. 
and their brain what it has done it has taken a snapchat not a snapchat what the heck a snapshot of this person basically and just stored this whole moment and what happens when we are stressed are in fight or fight our muscles tense up our heart starts racing our blood gets hot our body is reacting more it's not just emotional it turns very physical and a huge challenge with that is that that child has to sit there and endure this now in nature when animals experience potential trauma they have an escape they're able to escape from it most of the time you see an antelope being chased after a lion it has this option to escape and run away using its survival instincts and in that running away it's in that flight or fight mode and that energy is being pushed out into the body like it should be. It's being used as fuel to run faster, to move faster, to avoid danger. But in a scenario where you cannot run away from that danger, are you in you are in a prolonged environment of stress, that is when that trauma becomes more deeply rooted into you into your body into your mind into your subconscious and what we do what our body does what our brain does is uses that to keep us safe in the future so they gave this story of this family that got divorced um so there's like a brother older brother and his three younger siblings and the dad was an alcoholic. The parents got divorced. It was really unhealthy. Um, but what happened was the older brother got separated from his three younger siblings. He ran away and found himself in 12 different foster homes until he was in some res residential care um, at around 13 or 14. Um, and then he was started. He was finally able to make monthly visits with his siblings um but the thing is that's all he needed that's all he was wanting he was wanting to be able to know that they were safe and taken care of because that was the role he had to play in that family dynamic he was almost the protector to his siblings because his alcoholic father but once he was able to make those monthly visits with his siblings, things got a lot better. And he got behind three grades, but he actually moved himself up one grade. Things were looking really good for him. Everything was on track. So he moved up to this new class. And this teacher was a great guy. Everything was cool about him, except for he was a male. Now during one of the first classes it just didn't click their dynamic it wasn't going well and it got to a point where the kid had to be physically restrained and taken away from the class because it just got too intense 
so the teachers and the therapists the and you know um bruce d perry the guy who wrote this book with oprah winfrey my girl um he was confused he was like what is going on are you what's going on and the kid was like i don't know the teacher just makes me feel stupid Baba, he doesn't like me he hates me um so what they did basically was avoid contact um the old they had no idea why he was acting out towards this teacher even though the teacher was like, I don't know why I'm not trying to make him feel stupid. So they really just like cut off contact because they figured that him getting close could be triggering him in some way. Um, so the therapist was sitting in on a one-on-one with the dad and the son because they got their monthly visits um, and they played checkers and stuff. And the therapist kind of like went on his own little daydream about his dad and his beautiful memories he had with him and what they would do and even down to his smell and he could smell the old spice on his flannel he like wakes up from this little daydream and then he still smells old spice and he's like hmm okay so he walks over to the table and he's like hey how's the game going leans down in between them and he can smell well, alcohol from the dad, even though he's supposed to come sober. But in an attempt to cover up that alcohol, he could smell Old Spice. So he went to the teacher and he was like, teacher, what type of deodorant do you use? And he was like, Old Spice, why? He's like, take it off. He's like, use a different deodorant. Literally, what happens is that dynamic between the teacher and the student changes it shifts they make up and they the student ends up being a role model student in that classroom and it really makes you think huh we as humans are so insanely complex Everything we are made of right now in this moment has been this collection of memories and smells and sights that our brain has subconsciously stored and cataloged to better keep us safe in the future. They couldn't figure out why he was reacting, but his brain was sending his body in a fight or flight just because of the smell of that Old Spice. Our brains are literally one of the most fascinating organs and tools in the entire known universe it is fascinating what our brain can do and what i also find fascinating is understanding this trauma that we store it's not just stored in our brain it's stored in every cell of our body in our muscles in our connective tissue and our fascia, our fascia is the webbing that basically connects our ligaments and our tendons. Our fascia is that webbing that kind of surrounds our whole body. And it is believed that there is so much energy that runs through that fascia. And there, where there is energy, 
there is experiences and emotions that are also locked deep within our connective tissue that maybe have been stored away because it wasn't able to be released. Trauma can manifest physically, mentally, and emotionally. And it is so important that we figure out innate ways that we can address this trauma because I can tell you one thing a lot of us have trauma a majority of us if not all of us have trauma we have created this environment where a majority of us are stuck in this constant stressful environment whether it be at work then coming home then bills and then food We are constantly stressing ourselves out and we are never able to escape the stress. That itself is causing so much inflicted trauma onto ourselves. So, as many of you have known, I have been on this educational journey. I've been taking courses. um, I've been taking some mindfulness. I took some mindfulness courses and I finished my 200 hour yoga training. I was so excited, actually. So I have to finish some assignments, but I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I finished all the tests and everything. But right now, I've been working through this curriculum called Yin Yoga. And this is where I think my heart has kind of like been ignited a little bit because I love the practice of yin yoga it absolutely like captivated my attention yin yoga is very different than regular yoga um it still has the saunas or the poses um but what's happening during yin yoga is we are holding these poses for anywhere from three to some poses 10 minutes three to ten minutes not three five We're holding these poses from like five to ten minutes. Um, And what happens is we the goal is to not use any muscular muscles at all. What we're relying on and our own body weight. And we're not engaging any muscles. It's very it gives into the yin aspects, the more feminine aspects, the more slow movements more peaceful movements not a lot of heat building but more yin more peace more mindfulness more slow movements that are held for longer periods of time and what they do is they really instead of targeting those muscles what's happening is your deeper connective tissue is being targeted your tendons your ligaments your fascia it is being slowly stretched and we're not stretching it to a point where it's uncomfortable we are stretching it to what is comfortable and what feels good what feels right very not i don't think stretches should even be the right word it's more of a light stress a light stress we are putting on our connective tissue and the belief is that so it connects a lot to chinese medicine basically and chinese medicine just like 
a lot of Eastern practices believe in the flow, the source of life within us, the source of energy. With yoga, they talk about the nadis. Um, and then in Chinese medicine, they talk about the meridians. And there's meridians all throughout our body. And so by stretching certain parts of our body, we are opening certain meridians, our energy centers, that are involved in an aspect of physical effects and also emotional effects. So suppose we are doing bound angle. Bound angle is going to be soles of our feet together and drawing our knees towards the earth. This is a really nice hip opener. And our hips are quite fascinating because they store so many experiences, especially really big emotions such as fear and anger, which has a lot to do with trauma. Our hips are said to store so much trauma. So by doing a stretch and holding it for an extended amount of time, we are breaking into that connective tissue and slowly opening up those energy centers, those energy centers that are storing these experiences and these emotions. And we are getting those unstuck. And sometimes during yin yoga, what happens is people get deep into that fascia and they start crying. They start having emotional reactions to the stretch, not because it's painful, just because all of a sudden tears are coming out and you are having an emotional experience because you have unblocked certain energy centers. You have opened up this connective tissue and you have released some sort of stored up emotion down in there. Our body is fascinating. It's always storing. It's remembering. It is doing any, everything in its power to protect us. So, I'm a little obsessed. Yin yoga is it's kind of cool. I'm kind of liking it. So I'm going to be having a free online class, online yin yoga sequence. If you want to try it out yourself, keep an eye on my Instagram. I will be posting about it this week. Um, but yeah, it is going to be a lot of fun. We're kind of like going to break into these poses and these poses that are good for releasing trauma and these poses that even if it's not your goal to release trauma these poses are physically really good for you talking about yin movement a little bit is something we don't do so much we live in a very much a yang world very fast very on the go very lots of energy and especially with working out we are into the high intensity the cardio what yin does it gives ourselves permission 
to slow down to really 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 slow down and exist and be mindful about how a certain stress in our body feels what pleasure it gives it's about giving into the slowness and embracing peace and relaxation and restoration and it's really good for your body and it's these types of workouts and movement that delves into our connective tissue and helps strengthen our connective tissue because yang exercises aren't going to strengthen yin body parts just like yin body parts aren't going to strengthen our yin exercises aren't going to strengthen yang body parts muscles as an example i think a really important part of yin yoga is is this aspect of self-compassion in yin yoga every pose from everybody is going to look different because everybody's anatomy is so unique everyone's physiology how we move is so unique to ourselves and not everyone can do the same stretch you know like suppose you have a yin yoga class and you have a ballerina and someone who's never stretched in their life there's going to be such a difference between what we are able to do but the experiences are relatively the same because as long as you can apply a little stress even if you're moving an inch forward with three blocks under your head you are still creating this practice this experience for yourself that is still breaking into that connective tissue and what this offers us is this immense room for self-compassion knowing there's no wrong movement knowing what you are doing with your abilities right now is completely right and correct and accepted to be compassionate with yourself and with practice yes you can deepen this stretch but where you are right now is so beautiful and i think this takes such a beautiful turn and retrospective view on our life to integrate this self-compassion that we observing where we are right now is okay it's not wrong in fact all of our experiences are so diverse you should feel so confident with what you are right now because what you are right now is enough what you are right now isn't wrong it's completely right to the life you are living there's nothing wrong with you there's nothing wrong with your experience your capabilities your success how far you are or how far you feel behind everything has aligned in the way it has aligned for you right now you are here for a reason and i think through these practices of pranayama and yoga and all of these you know spiritually related practices it really lets us know that 
everything you are right now is enough you are enough and it really gets rid of this striving to be more that we are constantly being dealt with this stress to be bigger to be better to grow and to heal it just strips that away from life and centers in to what life really is to what the experience of life really is the you the you experiencing this miraculous life we are living anyways I'm happy that you have chosen to listen to another episode of a crazy beautiful life my name is Trevor and I am so happy you are here I'm so happy you have taken the time to listen to another one of my podcast episodes. I appreciate you. You're amazing. Remember that you are enough. You've always been enough. You always will be enough. And everything you are right now is enough. I'm sending you so much love and peace. You deserve it all. I'll talk to you next week.